welcome in to another edition of the Wisports.net podcast. I'm Travis Wilson, general manager at Wisports.net, and your host each week for the WSN podcast. We're getting down to the end of the spring sports season. We're going to talk about uh, a lot of those spring sports, a lot of the playoffs and tournament series for the spring sports here today. Take a look at the uh, a preview for the state track meet that will be held this weekend, Friday and Saturday at Lacrosse. Chat a little bit about the baseball playoffs, which are into uh, regional finals this week. Sectionals coming up next week. So we'll get into uh, those quite a bit, and then we will talk also about the uh, the football rankings, the spring football rankings that are wrapping up on WSN this week in the larger divisions, divisions three, two, and one. Division one, by the way, uh, going to get a little sneak preview today because that will be published tomorrow morning, Thursday morning, on WSN. So we'll uh, we'll we'll get through a, a lot of different topics, but we are going to start our podcast today with a uh, little bit of a rundown of the state track and field meet. And as I've said a few different times, this is really one of the crown jewels of the WIA state tournaments uh, of throughout the year. Uh, really a, a neat atmosphere, a great setting at, uh, what is it, Veterans Memorial Stadium Complex, I, I believe it's called now. Uh, in Lacrosse, you've got the bluffs, uh, including Granddad's Bluff, uh, in the background as you're sitting in the um, stands watching the action in front of you. So much going on. It, it can be hard to kind of keep up on all of the action, what's happening, what races are happening, if it's a final, if it's a heat, um, you know, what division it is, etc. They do a really nice job keeping you as informed and, and up-to-date as possible. But there's not only action on the track, of course, and, and that just rolls through. It's uh, it's nonstop throughout the day. There's also stuff going on over in the high jump pit and the triple jump and long jump pit, the shot put in discus area. Uh, there's just a lot going on. And uh, if you uh, if you have not gotten a chance to get up to lacrosse and, and check out the action and kind of see what it's all about, I definitely encourage that you do so. Bring sunscreen. If it is going to be at all sunny or not pouring, you'll want to have lots of sunscreen. It, it can be a long day sitting there. Take precautions, protect yourself, uh, and bring a rain jacket, bring an umbrella, because it wouldn't be the state track meet without some kind of a weather delay. Happens almost every year, but uh, hopefully it's not too bad. You know, the um, from what I have seen of the forecast this weekend, maybe some stuff on Saturday a little bit, but we'll see. Uh, it is only eight dollars for uh, for each session. Um, I think it's uh, I think it's technically two sessions on on Friday maybe, um, and then the championship session on uh, on Saturday. But uh, a really fun day. Thousands of of uh, spectators. I, I think a lot of times they get up to to ten thousand or more there. Hundreds of athletes uh, from all over the state. It it really is a a pretty unique thing. A pretty neat atmosphere. If you can't get there, you can watch it on live streaming. Um, based on what the WI has sent out so far, I don't see any information on any kind of uh, TV recap or anything like that. I, I don't believe they have shown the uh, state track meet live on TV in the past, but I thought they have a lot of times or usually done some kind of a condensed version or highlight package 
on uh, Fox Sports Wisconsin, but nothing about that right now. So online might be your only option. It does uh, does require a subscription to uh, the NFHS network and WI.TV, but pretty well worth it. You can get a month subscription for, I think it's uh, $9.99 maybe, uh, but that would allow you not only to watch the state track meet this week, but uh, any of the other state track, or excuse me, state tournaments that are occurring uh, over the next uh, three to four weeks here, baseball, softball, I'm not 100%, uh, 100% sure if they stream like the uh, uh, tennis championships, they, I believe, maybe they do, soccer I think they have on there as well, so you can, uh, you can check it all out if you can't get to lacrosse. But it is going to be uh, potentially a history-making um, weekend at the state track meet. There are some pretty significant storylines going on, and we're going to just kind of go through some of the uh, more prominent ones that, that stick out the most. And we'll start in Division One On the boys' side, uh, Drew Bosley of Homestead is the returning champion in the 1,600 and 3,200-meter runs. So he's a... a, a uh, uh, two-event champion from last year and looking to do the same this year. Not uh, not too common, obviously, when you get up there in the you know three, four-plus state championship um, numbers. Pretty unique, pretty uh, limited company that you have there. And then really interested to see how Andrew Stone does, a senior from Fond du Lac, uh, outstanding football player. He was an all-state football player, one of the best offensive linemen in the state of Wisconsin. I think could have been certainly a scholarship football player, um, had a preferred walk-on offer from Wisconsin, but uh, choosing to, to focus on track and field at the next level, committed to Wisconsin for, uh, for track and field, because he's not only one of the best in Wisconsin, he's an elite national level uh, athlete in the discus, in the shot put, um, potentially could uh, could break a couple of state meet records this weekend, depending on how he performs in the weather, etc. Uh, he's uh, he's one of the big stories this weekend for sure. What he can do, not only uh, again as a potential two-event state champion in Wisconsin, but how those marks might stack up in uh, in the future uh, in, in nationally. You know, we talked I think last week a little bit about Kenny Bednarik from Rice Lake who. Uh, was one of the dominating figures at the state track meet the last couple of years and has gone on to uh, Indian Hills Community College down in Iowa and uh, just set the track and field world ablaze as a freshman uh, at the community college there. Or is it Iowa Hills? I'm doubting myself. Um, either way, at a, a junior college in Iowa and at the Drake Relays, beat the, uh, the field there, one of the most prestigious college meets has uh, elite, not only national level, but potentially international level speed in, uh, in the sprinting events, the 200 meters specifically. So Andrew Stone could be that next guy from Wisconsin that kind of is on that level as a, uh, you know, a potential national uh, competitor, uh, and he'll go off to Wisconsin, and we'll see how he does there. In Division One, girls... Very interesting storyline where you have Brooke Jaworski from Wausau West who burst onto the scene as a freshman. Uh, she's looking to be a four-time state champion in the 400 meters. And if she were to do that, she would become the 25th girl to win the same individual event four times. 
Uh, she's also a returning champion in the 300 meter hurdles. And that's going to be a fun event to watch because 2017 state champion Jaden O'Brien of Divine Savior Holy Angels is also in that event. Last year, she was runner up to Jaworski. So uh, quite a little uh, uh, rivalry that those two have um, going there as well. And then there's, uh, in, in addition to the girls and the boys as well, there's some other defending state champions um, that uh, that are in the field as well. Um, down in Division Two in the girls' side, uh, Dana Fyan of, G- of GET, Gay Electric Trempolo, um, has won the 3,200-meter the last two years. She won the 1,600 last year and uh, is a two-time champion in state cross-country meet. Looking to add to her uh, her state championship total this weekend in the 1,600 and 3,200. Uh, Brooke Livingston of Adams Friendship won the title in the 100 and 300 hurdles last year. So she's uh, looking to, uh, again, be a repeat state champion in both. Eve Goldstein of Somerset uh, is the returning champion in uh, discus and shot put from last year. So again, uh, a few kids that are multiple event champions from last year looking to win multiple events this year. Division three boys, you have uh, Luther's David Venucci, who's going to uh, try to win his second state titles in the 1600 and 3200 meter runs. He's a three-time cross-country champion as well, uh, scholar athlete, so a, a heck of a, uh, a distance runner there. On the girls' side in Division Three, you have Hannah Constable of Johnson Creek, who uh, is just a junior, but she's already looking for her third championship in the 800, and so she could potentially be on pace to, to be one of those four-time event state champions. Marissa Ellenbecker of uh, Edgar, she won the 1600 and 3200 last year. So she's looking to be a two-time champion for the second straight year, and she's just a junior, by the way. So those are a few of the um, bigger storylines from the state track and field meet coming up this weekend. Again, there are quite a few other defending champions that are coming back and some certainly some excellent stories along the way um, in the state track and field meet, but uh, a few of the ones that stand out. And, you know, as great as this event is, really looking forward to next year at the state track and field meet where it will be the 125th boys state championships and the 50th girls state championships next year. So, Looking to see what the WIA has planned, any uh, special commemorative things, maybe uh, uh, you know, re- bringing back any state champions or bringing back some of the more decorated runners and, and state tr- um, field uh, athletes in state history. So we'll, uh, we'll see what they have in store next year on a couple pretty significant milestones when it comes to track and field and the state track and field meet. We'll... Uh, we'll Move on to baseball, where teams really got underway pretty significantly uh, Tuesday night this week. There were games uh, last Thursday, but not all of the divisions played. Any teams that had uh, buys, excuse me, a lot of the top seeds and uh, even down in divisions two, three, and four had buys. Now, there were a few weather postponements from Tuesday night, um, but by and large, a lot of those games got in. 
And if you look across some of the scores, there were certainly some upsets along the way. In Division One, where you have one through 18 seeding, uh, there were three number 11 seeds that advanced. You had Waukesha North over Waukesha West, Madison East over Watertown, and Oshkosh West over Hartford. Those were all 11 seeds over six seeds. There were some number one seeds that went down in the smaller divisions as well. Uh, in Division Two, Wisconsin Dells got the upset win over Reedsburg. I think two to one was the score in that one in eight innings. Um, my Reedsburg Beavers go down in their first playoff game. Elkhorn beat Lake Mills as well. Uh, in some other uh, more notable upsets, Nielsville took down top seed Fall Creek. Houston's for Dodgeland. Got past St. Mary Springs, Belleville, the top seed, fell to Lakeside Lutheran. Um, Wasaki and Rib Lake lost as one seeds, Niagara and Thorpe, respectively. Got the victories in that one, in, uh, in those ones. So uh, certainly some upsets along the way early in the uh, baseball playoffs. And that action continues on Thursday of, uh, or excuse me, uh, continues tonight, Wednesday, um, with regional finals, although again, there were a few regional games that got pushed back to tonight. So some of those regional finals, a couple of them, uh, likely to be played on Thursday. Not the only uh, spring sport going, of course, going into the playoffs. You have softball that uh, will have their sectional finals on Thursday with trips to the state championships on the line. Um, so a lot going on, obviously a really busy week. The, uh, what is it, girls soccer, I think, is the only spring sport not into playoffs quite yet. Um, so just a, a busy time in the high school sports realm. And uh, you got the state track meet again this weekend. You've got regionals for baseball. You've got sectional finals and softball coming up. It's a really busy time. And uh, as, as we have talked about all spring, hopefully the weather cooperates a little bit for us so we can get some of those games, uh, more of those games in, more of that action in, and don't have to worry about any of that. We will switch gears a little bit now from spring sports to fall sports and uh, take a look at some of the uh, continued spring rankings that were produced on wisports.net this week. We had done uh, eight player through division four last week, talked a little bit about those on our podcast last week. But now time to take a look at some of the bigger divisions. And we'll start in Division Three, where we really had a, uh, a pretty interesting and obviously unique and, and record-breaking Division One, excuse me, Division Three state championship game last year, where West Appear went up 24 to nothing on Catholic Memorial early in the third quarter as CMH just shot themselves in the foot several times in the first half and, and let West Appear get out on them. Appeared the Phantoms were in uh, not only good shape to win, but potentially pull away over Catholic Memorial. And then all of a sudden, CMH scored the final 37 points of the game. Luke Fox uh, was outstanding in that comeback victory. The quarterback from uh, Catholic Memorial led the way, and uh, Catholic Memorial just turned what had been a, uh, a significant deficit into a, uh, a pretty impressive victory last year. And both of those teams are going to be loaded once again. I have Catholic Memorial as the top team in Division Three, with all of the talent that they have back. Luke Fox at, at quarterback, as I mentioned. 
Joe Sikma, a really good receiver that's getting some uh, D2 offers starting to roll in. Their second leading rusher is back. They've got some uh, really good linemen up front. Probably the best linebacking crew in the entire state where you have Cole Dakovich, who's committed to Wisconsin, Ben Kryle, who's committed to Purdue, and then Joey Gates is a scholarship prospect as well. So really talented there in the linebacker core. Now they lost a couple really good defensive linemen to transfers, and, and the big one that got a lot of people's eye, of, obviously, was J.C. Latham, uh, a 2021 standout who had uh, moved to IMG Academy down in Florida and, and saw you know, some pretty uh, elite offers roll in from there, Alabama and Florida State and Georgia, I believe, and, and some of those other SEC type of offers uh, came in. And then Jason Guznizak, probably butchered that uh, Polish name, but um, he was an all-conference, or uh, honorable mention all-conference, I think, defensive lineman uh, that will leave and, and go to Whitnall. So still a lot of talent, though, for Catholic Memorial and, and head coach Bill Young. Um, but West Appear is loaded once again as well. Josh Blount uh, is a uh, just a sophomore, had... Almost 2,500 total yards of offense, did a lot of damage on the ground. He had over 1,400 yards rushing, accounted for 34 touchdowns. They've got some good uh, skill players back in the backfield, that receiver. Up front, they're going to be really, really strong. Kerry Kadenko is a scholarship kid up front. Bryce Grafe was a first-team all-conference player last year. Billy Wyatt, a tight end, was a first-team all-conference player and a, a scholarship candidate as well. So... Looking very, very strong. They do have to replace All-State defensive lineman Jake Karshinsky, who really controlled things up front on defense. He's headed off to Iowa. But uh, really a, 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 an outstanding team. And Catholic Memorial and West appear could be a uh, another showdown for the title. Now, the, the one caveat is that West appear is getting awful close to that Division II, Division Three cut line. And in fact, uh, I think there's a decent chance that they could end up in Division Two this year, as they almost did last year. So that'll be something that we'll be keeping an eye on throughout the uh, throughout the season. And, and once we get the official um, enrollment figures and and everything from the WIA, hopefully soon, we'll have a little bit better idea of just how close to those cut lines West appear may fall. Can't overlook a few other squads as well. New Berlin Eisenhower should be very very good. Um, they were at state, uh, two years ago. They were in the semifinals last year. I like Mount Hora Barneveld and what they have, especially in their, uh, passing attack. Ethan Post, their quarterback is, uh, is returning. Lost uh, a couple of their top receivers, actually their three leading receivers from last year. But Charlie Fish has, uh, been really impressive in the off season, really athletic kid, um, that, that, uh, is a, a breakout type of player, uh, I really like the Grafton Blackhawks. Now, they're going to come out of a North Shore conference that's going to be very difficult. Uh, it was a heck of a year last year, though. Grafton made the playoffs for the first time since 1997. They also won a playoff game. Um, but they have a lot of returning talent this year, uh, including J.P. Benshaw, who's uh, just going to be a junior, but he's already committed to Wisconsin. Just another Benshaw to add to the, uh, the, the legacy there. Um, his brothers, Bo and Luke, played there. His, his father and uncle, I believe, both played there. Uh, so a, uh, just a, a really talented roster at Grafton. Now, again, playing in the North Shore Conference, they might not have the greatest 
record in the regular season. But if they can get in, watch out for uh, for the Blackhawks. You know, a lot of familiar faces still going to be in the mix. Greendale on Alaska, Notre Dame, uh, Rice Lake. Be interesting to see how they do as they they have to replace a lot from the last few years. Um, so Division Three looking pretty good. And again, a lot of it comes down to how that cut line will go between Division Two and Division Three. There's actually some pretty good Division Two teams that are dropping down and getting closer to that cut line. Teams like Menominee, uh, Monona Grove, who's kind of bounced back and forth a little bit in the past. Even Greendale has been very close to that cut line. And again, West Appear could go up depending on how things fall. So that'll be uh, something we certainly watch. Speaking of Division Two. Man, what a, a deep, deep field in Division Two. Now, I don't know who's going to be the best team. I have Homestead as the top team in the rankings because I, uh, I, I keep messing it up and not uh, <laughs> picking, ag- picking against Dave Keel. Uh, and he makes me look bad when I do that. But um, a lot of teams that really I felt were good enough to be in the top 15, but had to cut some out. There was probably 20 to 25 teams that I thought, <coughs> excuse me, were good enough to be in the top 15, but just couldn't find a spot for everybody. So Homestead uh, should be very good again. Brookfield Central, even though they uh, lose some really talented players like Drew Lashinsky at quarterback, Julian Banda at receiver, and of course, Jed Kennedy resigned in the offseason to take an assistant position down in Alabama. Joel Nellis uh, hired as the, the new head coach. But they've got some really good talent once again, including Rashad Lampkin. Uh, went over 2,000 yards on the ground last year. He's starting to uh, reel in some Division One and Division Two scholarship offers. Brookfield East, I like what they have coming back. Um, that Greater Metro Conference is going to be tough, man. You've got the Brookfield School, Sussex-Hamilton. Marquette is the defending champion in that conference. Uh, just a, a really strong group of teams in the Greater Metro Wanakee, um, you know, interested to see what we get out of Wanakee this year. Last year, they were very, very good after losing a lot from the uh, from the the team that won a state champion in 2017. I think they had um, 10 starters lost on defense after 17 and still came back in a big way. Now, it's kind of flipped this year. They lose eight players on offense who were first team all-conference so who steps in? Who fills those roles this year? Their defense is in a little better shape. They've got some good athletes and, and some good players coming back on defense, but uh, certainly you expect Pat Rice's crew to be in the mix. Waukesha West, Menasha, DeForest is a team that that I have ranked seventh. That that might be too low for the Norskis even. They lost to uh, Wanakee twice last year. That playoff game, they actually led into the fourth quarter, but they have a lot of talent coming back um, on offense at the skill positions. They have uh, eight players back on defense who had some kind of all-conference recognition last year. Their their schedule is very favorable. In the crossover games early in the year against the Badger South, they get, I think it's Edgewood and Fort Atkinson, who were uh, two non-playoff teams a year ago that have struggled. They get uh, uh, Mount Hora barneveld at home in the middle of the year, and there's a decent chance that DeForest could be undefeated heading into week nine when they get Wanakee at home. Wanakee has has owned that rivalry for quite a few years now, um, but with what DeForest has coming back, they are a 
significant threat to Wanakee's uh, uh, steamrolling of the Badger North over the last number of years. You have teams like Slinger and Monona Grove, River Falls, uh, Waterford, Watertown, um, some pretty big passing attacks coming back at Lacrosse Central with Johnny and Jordan Davis. Um, Kalkana's got a strong passing attack coming back. Uh, just a, a really deep group of teams again in Division Two. If teams like you know West appear and move up, if there's any Division One teams that drop down, it could just further enhance. Division two, where we've said for a number of years, probably the the one of the deeper divisions, certainly in a lot of ways deeper than Division one. Some people argue that Division two in general is better in, than Division one the last few years. I don't know if I'd go that far, but certainly in terms of depth, uh, you know, I I think you can make a very good argument. In Division one, again, these rankings will come out tomorrow on WSN, but a little bit of a sneak peek. Uh, really, really strong at the top of Division One this year. Muskego returns a lot. Kimberly returns a lot. Bayport returns a ton. Fond du Lac's going to be very good. An interesting one to watch. It's going to be, excuse me, the Arrowhead Warhawks, where the folks in Arrowhead think that they have the talent to be back to being Arrowhead again. You know, a state title contender, a consistent state title contender, and a, uh, a dominating figure in Division One. Marquette, Franklin, Sun Prairie, uh, the Big Eight in general is gonna uh, has a lot of talent coming back. Sun Prairie, Madison Memorial, Verona is loaded with young talent. Middle, uh, Middleton. So uh, I think Division One kind of stepping up a little bit this year in terms of uh, overall talent and uh, and teams that uh, you know have the potential to be pretty special. But again, keep an eye out for the full Division I rankings tomorrow on WSN. Once we wrap up those spring rankings, there will be a little bit of a lull in the, in the football content until late June, early July, when we'll start getting around to senior football rankings. And then it'll be hot and heavy with uh, positional rankings, top 15 for pretty much every position over a couple weeks span, and then it's right into conference previews in late July as we get ready for the season. We're not even done with June yet, or excuse me, done with uh, May yet, not even done with the school year yet, but we're already making plans and starting to get ready for the high school football season, which begins in early August in just a couple months. So uh, make sure you stay tuned for all of that. Again, a lot of spring sports action that we need to wrap up before we can get there Baseball playoffs, softball playoffs, state track and field meet this weekend. Get out and enjoy some kind of action if you can. Uh, setting up to be maybe, while not very warm, um, at least hopefully not super rainy in the next few days here so we can get some of this uh, this action in. We're, uh, we're about done uh, with today's edition, though. Hopefully we'll have a little bit more to talk about next week. We'll... Uh, You'll have continued baseball and softball playoff action, maybe some reaction and recap of the state track tournament. Um, so a lot going on still in the high school sports realm. Until then, I'm Travis Wilson, general manager at wisports.net. This has been a wisports.net podcast. We'll see you at a game. <laughs>